in today's show. I'm here to look at the playoffs. Who am I predicting to win each first round series? How many games? And I'm going to recap the Watfos that we did during the season. Miggy Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. As I said, I'm going to do playoff predictions. We don't know who's coming out into the eighth seed yet. That's fine. I just want to get this show done. So we'll talk about the two different options that the one seed has to face. I'll talk about who I think is going to win the championship overall. And we'll recap the Watfos that we did during the season. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eastern Conference. Let's start off. Playoffs. First round. We don't know who Miami is going to take on. It's either going to be Atlanta or it's going to be the Cavs. It looks like Jarrett Allen will return for Cleveland next game. Johnny Collins won't. And there's also some doubt on Bogdan Bogdanovich. Who's going to win that game? I whew, I actually think Atlanta will win that game. But it is going to be close. But when they play Miami, I don't really think it's going to matter that much. If Miami takes on Atlanta, I think Trey Young could go off enough to get a couple of games. And I think it would be a 4-2 for Miami. So Miami in Heat. Uh, Miami in Heat. Miami Heat in six. If it's Cleveland... I reckon, I reckon the Heat will smash them, to be honest. Um, and I reckon it'll be Heat in five. Of course, the Jarrett Allen thing does change things a little bit. Obviously, his defensive impact was massive this season. It gives them a body to chuck onto Bam and lets Mobley be able to move around and create some mismatches there as well. Um, but if Allen's not right or he's not ready to go, then that is going to make it even harder. But I, I think, yeah, I think Miami over Atlanta in six, Miami over Cleveland in five. The Cleveland 5 thing with the Allen news, I'm a little bit unsure. Maybe we push to 6, but yeah, Miami's been great all year, don't get me wrong. I'm not sure they're a super, super powerhouse, though. They're just going to smash whoever the 8 seed is. Celtics-Nets is a tough one. That's the 2-7 matchup. At first, when we knew that Brooklyn won and was into that spot, the, yeah, the, the markets favored the Nets. They were favored in that series, which feels pretty crazy for a Celtics team that's been the best, or not the best, the second best team in the NBA for the last three months. That didn't feel very right to me at all. The market has corrected, and Boston is back to being favored now. I still think that Brooklyn's going to put some scares in at times when Kyrie and KD go off, but the rest of their team is pretty rough. There is some rumor, maybe Ben Simmons comes back. I don't think he will, and even if he does, like the bloke hasn't played, he's had a herniated disc, he's had playoff foibles of his own anyway. How much of an impact that makes? It's probably a slight impact. It's probably better than playing Kessler Edwards out there. No no offense to my man Kessler. But I don't think it's going to change the outcome. I'm going with Celtics in six. In this one, they've just been so... Look, and this is without Rob Williams. If, was Rob, if Rob Williams is playing, I think it'd be a real struggle for Brooklyn. It'd be like maybe Celtics in five in that scenario. 
But I, I could easily see Brooklyn you know, pushing it to seven and even taking it in seven. But I am going to take Boston, who's been great for these last three to four months. And I think that they'll win it in six. The 3-6 matchup, I don't think is going to be particularly close. That's the Bucks and the Bulls. Yes, the Bulls at one point early this season were the one seed. And there was a lot of optimism in Chicago. And I did not like them signing DeMar DeRozan at all. Didn't like it. Didn't like the Vooch trade either. The DeRozan one turned out to be that I was completely wrong. He was awesome this season. The Vooch one, I'm not sure that I was wrong on that one. But, you know, his impact in getting DeRozan there, where maybe we can't understate that. But they have been atrocious of late. Yes, the injury to Lonzo Ball has been huge, but is your team actually good if the difference between being disastrously bad and good is a Lonzo Ball injury? Like that's a very fine margin to be, you know, are you good or not? And Lonzo's not coming back. Caruso's still not himself. He'll play. Levine's knee is not right, but this rest will help him. I just for a team that hasn't been able to beat any good teams really at all, I don't see them getting a game off Milwaukee. This is to me a sweep. And the Bucks should win this one pretty comfortably. Um, I know Bulls fans... Oh, I must say, if I'd have said this two months ago, Bulls fans would have attacked the shit out of me. Oh, yes, I hate it. Yes, I hate it. But I think a lot of Bulls fans, seeing what we've seen over the last two months, would probably say, yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Hey, if you are a Bulls fan, what do you think? Is this harsh for me to say they're going to get swept? Because they have been really, really bad for months now and have had shown no ability to even keep games close, really, against good teams. I reckon this one's going to be... A pretty ugly result in the end. The next one is one that I'm really uncertain of. And that's Philadelphia and Toronto, the 4-5. I do have the Raptors getting the upset and winning it in seven. A couple of factors that lean me that way. Yes, Joel Embiid is awesome and he very well could win MVP. James Harden has been good, but lost a little bit this year. And we know his issues in the playoffs at times and his inefficiency problems. The Raptors don't have a player like Embiid. They've got Pascal Siakam, who I know people were upset that I didn't have on my All-NBA third team yesterday. Yeah, look, he just missed out. I went back and forward with him on that third team. He didn't get there. I know Raptors fans are super passionate, slash maybe borderline calm down a little bit when talking about Scotty Barnes. The, I didn't have him as Rookie of the Year. I know he's good. They've got a good team. Do They don't have that Embiid-level star. They cop an injury or two. They're in real strife here, Toronto. But two things. Matisse Thibel, not going to play in Toronto. So that's at least two games, maybe three games that he's out. That Okay, so Thibel, we know he's a bad offensive player. We know that. But he's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. But as nearly always in these cases, it's not just about losing that player. It's about who then has to fill in. Well, Danny Green feels in, and that's fine. Is there much of a gap between Danny Green and Matisse Thibel? I'm not sure. But who then backs up Danny Green? Furkan Korkmaz? Like, literally, who are their wings? Who's getting those minutes? Who do you feel comfortable with to play the other 20 minutes a night that Green's not out there, or 15 minutes a night, that can um, competently guard the wing? And your answer should be absolutely nobody. Look, there's nobody there. That's the worry. The other worry is Nick Nurse versus Doc Rivers. Like One's a good coach and one's Doc Rivers. What are they going to do? Is John Ray Jordan going to play? Lol. Let's see. Do they go back to Paul Reed? Maybe. Is Doc Rivers going to do it? I don't know. It's a massive swing factor. Nick Nurse will throw so much random stuff at him that Doc will just go, I'm just you know, going to sit Harden and beat at the same time and play DeAndre Jordan. Like Is his, is his ability to adjust going to be there? I don't know. While the Sixers are, I think, the better team, 
those factors make me think the Raptors are going to win this in seven games. So I've got Raptors in seven. I'm not going to go through and do exact series predictions for every other round, but what this would leave us with is Heat Raptors and Celtics Bucks. I actually think the Raptors have a decent chance of beating the Heat, but I reckon the Heat will get there. And then I think the Celtics will win. I think the Celtics will beat the Heat, and I think the Celtics will represent the East in the NBA Finals. But the one to really watch, if the Raptors do get through, I think they might beat the Heat. Not At least go deep is, is, is how I expect that one to go, but I'm not going to predict those series out at this point. What I am going to do, though, is tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. And also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's Insane Protection Program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. Now, Shady Ray, my guy, that seems like a recipe to lose money. If someone's going to lose their glasses, you're just going to replace them. That doesn't, it doesn't sound right. How is that possible? They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Are you sure about that? Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. Uh, Shady Ray, I reckon, uh, I reckon he's lost his mind. I reckon he's walking around one of those hats with a little propeller on the top. That's how crazy he is. Absolutely lost it. It's as simple as that. Plus, they donate 10 meals to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the code Locked On. This crazy bastard is going to give another discount. I can see it coming. Use the code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of Polaris. I knew it. Two or more pairs, 50% off. Wow. The code is Locked On for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses, and they are backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. I reckon one of those says, Shady Ray, the man's lost his mind, but the glasses are great. There you go. Go to ShadyRays.com and uh, use that code. Locked on. Cool. Let's look at the Western Conference. Clippers-Pelicans. That's the last matchup that we're trying to decide who gets the right to get their ass kicked by the Suns. I think the Clippers will beat the Pelicans. I think they will. I also thought the Clippers would beat the Wolves, but they didn't. I think whoever gets in here against Phoenix, it's going to be not good. I would give the Clippers a chance to win one game, so I think the Suns would beat them in five. Just the ability of Paul George and Norm Powell to get super hot and the depth that they can run at. If it's the Pelicans, I don't think it's going to be really close at all. Uh, maybe surprise Zion return? No, no way. Oh, maybe. Bruh, no. Um... The Suns will win that 4-0 if it is against the Pelicans. I think in five, they'll win it against the Clippers. I don't think we need to discuss too much again. The Suns are unbelievable. They are unbelievably good, and I think they'll show that through these playoffs. Grizzlies-Wolves. Memphis has been awesome. Very comfortably in the two-seed all year. Minnesota, though, has been one of the best five teams since the year calendar turned 2022. Best five is a term that I'm using loosely. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that they are in terms of net rating from January onwards, one of the best five teams in the NBA. Don't quote me exactly on that. Regardless, they've been really good. They've had some um, interesting matchups throughout the season. You know, Obviously, these teams haven't been at full strength at all times. We've seen Beverly out lots of times from Minnesota. Morant or Brooks, they've been missing time for uh, Memphis. But hopefully, everyone should be ready to go. So, it's going to be a good matchup. I actually think that Minnesota, with how well they're playing, um, might be able to take Memphis to seven. You've always got a pencil in Dylan Brooks shooting himself and his team out of a game. So that's there's one loss there for Memphis. And I just think, I know they've been great, but I'm not, I'm not as convinced that this is the best matchup for Memphis. 
they could come out and win in four really easily. Like, I don't think Minnesota is going to win this, but I think they can push it to six or seven. And I do have Memphis here winning this in seven. Warriors Nuggets. Whew. All right. We don't expect Michael Porter Jr. to play. We don't expect the headmaster, Jamal Murray, to play. I guess they could, but I don't think they will. We do expect Steph to return. He's practicing um, at full speed. I'm not as convinced he's going to be full Steph. He wasn't even full Steph for most of this season, to be honest. I actually think we might have an upset happening here. I can't just always pick the favorites. And there are going to be some upsets. So I'm going to take Denver in seven. I don't feel great about it. I just think the Warriors' second half form has been shaky. Yes, they missed Draymond for a portion of that. They missed um, Steph for a portion of that. They're going to finally... I wonder what they do with Jordan Poole. They're going to put him back to a 25-minute-a-night 25, 25 role on the bench when he's been dominating. Will they bench Wiggins? Will they bench Looney? What are they going to do? There's some interesting decisions they have to make. This is a real toss-up to me, and the Warriors could easily win it in six. But I do. I am just going to take Denver just because of some of the shakiness from Golden State, the uncertainty around Steph's health. And I think that Nuggets, I'm picking Nuggets in seven. The next one is another one that's really shaded by injury. I do have the Mavericks in seven over the Jazz. Now, if Luca hadn't have strained his calf, I would have said, I would have said Mavs in five with how badly Utah's been going. I think there is a chance that Luca is not himself or doesn't even play the first one or two games. And if he misses the first two and they lose them both, then there's no way they're winning. So that's, that's a problem. But I also think that Luca is probably someone who can get by and be very, very good still. Not excellent, but very, very good, even if he's a little bit hobbled with that calf. I think he can still do some things that make this team uh, work. So I'm going to take Dallas in seven over the Jazz. We know the Jazz have had plenty of problems. Conley, Mitchell, Gobert, like these are good players. Royce O'Neal's been an absolute nothing. They just, I don't think they can afford to play him really many minutes at all. He's been so bad. And there's always these late game issues that the Jazz are having. And we know Doncic is a pretty good late game player. So I find it, yeah, I don't, it would take to me Luca being out for the first three for Utah to win this. I think he's going to be hobbled and miss a couple, maybe one or two. But I think Dallas can still get over the line. And yep, this bloke's been a shit coach in the past. Props to Jason Kidd. He's been better this year and he's improved as the season's gone on. Because he started off a bit shaky too. But he's been really, really impressive this season. So I, I do think they are going to... Um, I think they're going to get get over the line here and win. So that would mean that we'd have the Suns and the Mavs in round two and the Grizzlies and the Nuggets in round two. I think that we're going to just end up with the Suns and Grizzlies meeting up in the conference finals. I think that that one would be a great series and probably end up going seven. And in the end, I'll have Phoenix-Boston as my NBA Finals pick. And yeah, I, I would have the Suns winning that in six. I think the Phoenix can get their first NBA championship ever, I hope. I always love teams who have never won a title winning one. So I want Phoenix to be able to get up and get there. And that is how I have all of that panning out. But now, before I go on to talk about Watfos, I'm going to talk about Athletic Greens. It's AG1. I've started taking AG1. I love it because, hey, let's be honest, we don't get enough greens into our diet. I'm constantly being hounded by my partner. Why don't you eat veggies? you got to eat more veggies and fruit. What are you doing? You're going to die. And I go, yes, hopefully. But AG1 
is the solution to this. It is just a simple scoop of powder into a glass. I get my veggies, my greens, my superfoods, my probiotics, everything in there all at once. And you know what? It doesn't cost that much, three bucks a scoop. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And if you know what an adaptogen is, good for you. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, only one gram of sugar. And there's over 7,000 five-star reviews for AG1. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is gonna give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Built Bar, had one this morning, it was good. Shamrock, the best tasting protein bar ever. Now, I can't describe what Shamrock tastes like. It's like white chocolate with mint. All I know is it's bloody good. And every one of their flavors is awesome. Why would you reach for a candy bar? Admittedly, they taste good, but they're bad for you. They're full of calories, they're full of fat, they're full of sugar. Why would you reach when you're trying to do something good for a protein bar that tastes like you're gnawing through a dog's tail? Nobody wants to deal with any of that. Combine them together. Great tasting, high protein, delicious healthiness. That's what Built Bar is, whether it's cookies and cream, whether it is the shamrock flavor, whether it's coconut, whether it's raspberry, whether it's strawberry. Get yourself boxes of Built Bar. Make your house overflow with these boxes because you're never going to regret it. Head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order of delicious Built Bars. Built Bar is, like me, built different. <sighs> should we do Watfo? Probably should, yeah? So let's go through all these Watfos. If you don't know what Watfo stands for, it stands for what are the fucking odds? As people put together their submissions and I told you what the fucking odds were for these things to happen. Shout out to Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue for letting me use their segment on the show this season. Go check out Dunked On um, wherever you get podcasts or through his uh, the Dunked On Prime subscription. Let's go through them. First one. What are the odds that Miles Bridges will finish ahead of Michael Porter Jr. for the full season? This was on the 27th of October, right at the start of the year. I wasn't quite confident enough. I said 55% that Miles Bridges will finish ahead of Michael Porter Jr. I'm going to guess that's a big tick. I'm not going to guess. I know it is. That's a win. All right. Then James Harden struggled to start the year. And I think the major takeaway we can get from this, not the fact that I'm right, because I'm going to be right and wrong on plenty of things, but the fact that people overreact in the moment. And in general, when I was picking these Watfos, it was to really highlight the overreactions and to see how that panned out as the season went on. James Harden will not be a top 12 player. I said there was a 20% chance of him not being in the top 12. James Harden was sixth. So I win that one. Again, he started off so weirdly poor in Brooklyn that people panicked. And he ended up, didn't have a great season, ended up sixth. So again, it is very, very important. And it's why I've done this is to try and show the overreactions some might have said, hey, Miles Bridges over Michael Porter Jr. was an overreaction. I actually thought that was real. And that, that did turn out that way. Um, but yeah, Harden, the sixth ranked player. So that worked out fine. This one was an interesting one. What are the odds that Giannis Antetokounmpo should have had the sound queued up? Giannis Antetokounmpo. What are the chances that Giannis shoots over 70% from the free throw line this season? I was actually really confident on it. I don't know why, but I was. 75%, I said. I said there's a 75% chance he finishes over 70. And he did. 72.2. It was looking shaky at one point, but I got that one as well. Happy with that. 
The next one, Ja Morant on fire to start the year, like top seven, top six fantasy player. And I was at pains to talk about on the buy low, sell high. I go, look, yeah, he's taken steps forward. And I think I had him 60th before the season. And yeah, that ended up being wrong, clearly. But what he was doing was he'd taken his shooting numbers up so high. Where I reckon this is going to stop. So the Watfo was, what are the odds that Ja Morant's two-point percentage remains higher than 55%? I said there was a 30% chance of that happening. Ja Morant, obviously fell away as was as I expected and his two point percentage was 53.4 only narrowly got in but got in this one we already decided but what are the odds that Dwayne Casey was the first coach fired I said five percent chance of that that was obviously correct because Luke Walton was what again again overreactions what are the odds that DeMontis Sabonis is a top five points league player what are the odds? Again, he was in the, the, a run of some big performances and people were getting super excited about what he was doing. Sabonis ended the 20th ranked player in points leagues this year. I said that there was a 1% chance that he would be a top five points player. I was very aggressive on that and it was right. Overreactions. What are the odds that Scotland Barnes finishes top 50 and wins rookie of the year? I said 12%. I don't know whether he's going to win Rookie of the Year, but I know he's not a top 50 player. He was like 68th or something along those lines. Still really good and better than I expected him to be, for sure, he's 67th actually, but he wasn't top 50. So I said there was a 12% chance. I got that one correct. What are the odds that there will be four, the Celtics will have four top 50 players this year? This was at the prime of Al Horford going bananas, where he was blocking like two shots a game. Everything was through the roof. All right, so they were thinking Tatum, Brown, Williams, Horford. Yep, they're going to get those four guys in the top 50. I said that there was a 38% chance of that happening. And I was correct because Horford finished 62nd. They had three top 50 players, Williams, Brown, Tatum, and Horford 62nd. So just just snuck in, but we got there. This is a good one. What are the odds that Carmelo Anthony is a top 75 player? 0%. Again, the... The overreactions to when someone like Carmelo Anthony starts doing something is great. Like, people go bananas. He ended up 137, not remotely close to top 75. He was doing that on the back of extreme shooting and insane defensive production, which we've seen Carmelo Anthony play basketball. Yeah, we sort of had an idea that wasn't going to stick. It didn't stick. 0% is correct. There is going to be some that I got wrong coming up soon. Don't worry. What are the odds that Zach Levine would average more assists per game than Devin Booker? I said there was a 34% chance that Levine would average more than Booker. In the end, Booker averaged more than Levine. It was tight. Got that one right. Don't know what prompted that question. Here's one I got wrong. What are the odds that Jimmy Butler finishes the season in the top 10? I actually thought he would. I thought it 67% chance that Jimmy Butler would finish in the top 10. Jimmy Butler ended up 16th. Missed a lot of games, um, dropped off a lot of his form towards the end of the season. The high steal numbers really fell away, and that's what uh, did me in there. So I got that one wrong. What are the odds that Darius Garland will finish in the top 50? This was on the 12th of November. I was unsure. I said 42% that he would finish in the top 50, so I thought that he wouldn't. Well, I was wrong. He finished in the top 30. I think I had him at like 57 or something um, at that point with my rest of season projection. So I got that one wrong as well. That's a shame. What are the odds that DeMar DeRozan, actually not that one, what are the odds that Robert Covington will finish in the top 100? I didn't think there was any chance. He was playing terribly in Portland. 
really, really bad. And then injuries happened. Then he got traded. And he ended up finishing in the top 100. I said there was a 33% chance he finished in the top 100. Got that one wrong. What are the odds that DeMar DeRozan finishes in the top 15? I said there was a 20% chance of DeRozan finishing in the top 15. DeMar DeRozan finished 18th. Yes, just snuck it in. So I was way more confident than I should have been in that one, but ended up getting the correct score. What are the odds that Christian Wood, the crucifix, is, is not crated, is traded? I said there was a 24% chance of that happening. He did not get traded. I was correct. I don't know what I was thinking with this one. There's another one later on where I was like, you're an idiot. What are the odds that Mo Bamba averages more blocks per game than Anthony Davis? I said it was 60%. In the end, it wasn't really close. It was like 2.1 to 1.7 in Davis's favor. So I got that wrong. What are the odds that there were no Houston Rockets finish in the top 100? Well, that was looking great for a period of time. And then Christian, Christian Wood put up some big numbers towards the end of the year and finished 84th on a per game basis. So I got that wrong as well. He snuck in. What are the odds that Will Barton finishes in the top 70? Again, overreacting to a hot streak. I said there's a 30% chance he's a top 70 player, and that was correct. What are the odds that James Wiseman, old Blunty, averages a double-double? I said there was a 5% chance of that. Well, he didn't play a game, so he didn't average a double-double. What are the odds that Scotland Barnes will be the top rookie? I went really aggressive and said 2% chance on that. He wasn't, but it was close. He was second. That's correct. What are the chances the Cavs make the playoffs? I don't know. That hasn't been decided yet. They, I gave them a 53% chance on the 6th of December to make the playoffs. So I thought, yeah, they're on the borderline. As we stand, 53% chance seems right bang on. They've got a one-game a one win Win it and you're in, lose it and you're out scenario. So we'll, we'll come back to that one. What are the odds that the Eastern Conference wins more games than the Western Conference this season? You want to talk bees dicks? Got it, just. I said that there was a 70% chance of this. The East won 616 games. The West won 614. One game, swung it. But we got it right. What are the odds that the delicate dancer, Alperen Shangun... It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. What are the odds that Shengun averages under 25 minutes per game post All-Star? I said a 62% chance because I didn't expect Christian Wood to get traded. Uh, I couldn't bank on Wood getting injured and I thought there would be a chance that he would miss some time. In the end, Shengun averaged 24.4 minutes. Under 25, bang, tick. Got it. What are the odds that Ben Simmons is traded to Portland? That was the rumor, remember? For CJ or maybe Lillard. This is on the 13th of December. I said 33% chance of that. Didn't happen, obviously. So got that correct. What are the odds on the 15th of December that Bradley Beal will not be an All-Star? I said an 82% chance that he will not make the All-Star team. He did not, in fact, make the All-Star team, so we got that correct. This is one which hasn't been proven correct or incorrect, but it's not going to be correct. I said, someone said, what are the odds that Alperen Sengun makes all-rookie first team? And I was, I don't know, I think I was out of my mind on that. I said, yeah, look, 78% chance he's going to make all-rookie first team. And then, like, literally the next day, I went, that's, there's no way that's true. Like, he is not going to make it. He didn't make my all-rookie first team. He's not going to make this. It's not official, but he's not going to make it. What are the odds that Darius Garland is on the 20th of December? Makes the all-star team. I said 70%, and yes, he made it. What are the odds that Kyrie Irving, on a per-game basis, is a top-five player? A top-five player on a per-game basis. Um... 
I said 42% chance. Well, Kyrie was the fifth best player. So I just got it wrong. Just got it wrong. What are the odds, again, fueled by this insane hot streak, what are the odds that Tyrese Halliburton will be a top 20 player on a per-game basis? This was on the 23rd of December. I said a 25% chance. Halliburton ended 24th, so he was not a top 20 player. Got that one right. On the 7th of January, someone asked me, what are the odds that Steph Curry is a top two fantasy player? I gave it a 12%. Got it right. Finished 8th. The next one, we're not going to know, but it's what are the odds that the Cavs make the East Finals? I don't know. I said it was a 19% chance. That was on the 19th of January. They're not going to make the East Finals. I feel pretty good in that, but we don't know for sure. And then on the 25th of January, what are the odds that De'Aaron Fox, play by Fox soundbite, what are the odds that De'Aaron Fox finishes in the top 50? I gave it a 10% chance. He came storming home. He finished outside the top 50, though, at number 61. So did not crack that top 50. And they are the Watfos. I think overall, a pretty positive result. Got most of those ones correct. A couple still undecided. Yeah, the Cavs making the playoffs. Shengun on the all-rookie first team and the Cavs making the finals. I'm going to get Cavs making finals right. I said they wouldn't and that they won't. I'm going to get the Shengun one wrong. Cavs making the playoffs up in the air. And guys, that will do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app for here on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Tell us what you think. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.